It's all too common these days, especially for shift workers, but it has become more common for everyone else now too. And that is waking up in the middle of the night and then not being able to go back to sleep for what seems like ages. Now, there's a reason for this. And in today's episode, I will go into why, and I'm even going to give you strategies that may just help you. Shift work can be brutal, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to a healthy shift. My name is Roger Sutherland, certified nutritionist, veteran law enforcement officer, and 24-7 shift worker for almost four decades. Through this podcast, I aim to educate shift workers using evidence-based methods to not only survive the rigors of shift work, but thrive. My goal is to empower shift workers to improve their health and well-being so they have more energy to do the things they love. Enjoy today's show. And I would like to welcome each and every one of you to today's episode of A Healthy Shift Podcast. The episode today is, I've woken up in the middle of the night, now what? How often does this happen? And it's goddamn so frustrating. And the more frustrated we get, the worse it seems to get as well. Now, especially as a shift worker coming out of night shift, the more nights you do, the more common it is in the nights following the night shift for us to wake up in the middle of the night. So first off, I will address what is happening for a shift worker, and then I will address why this is actually happening to the general population as well now as two. Now, shift workers, strap in. I only learned this in the last 12 months. And after 38 years of 24-7 shift work, this would have been incredibly handy to have known when I first started out. And you are now in a privileged position where you will learn what it is and you can be aware of exactly what it is that's going on, which gives you mindfulness to help you. Now, I'm not going to go into the full science behind this because it will be full of scientific big words and it will literally just confuse you because all you want to do is know why you woke up and what to do about it, right? So to start with, let's go back and look at what is the main stimuli to our light-dark cycle of our circadian rhythm. Number one, light. That's it, right? So keep that in mind. It's light, meal timing, and movement. These are the main zeekeepers that actually are external stimuli to notify our circadian rhythm where we are actually at in the day-night cycle. So just keep those in mind, all right? Now, over the course of the day, our sleep homeostatic drive, which is our sleep pressure, builds up. Now, sleep homeostat is the pressure to go to sleep the longer that we are awake. So the longer we're awake, the more pressure builds to force us to sleep. But what has this got to do with waking up in the middle of the night, Rog? Well, when we go to sleep, that sleep pressure actually releases. But because it's dark and we are actually in line with our circadian rhythm, we actually stay asleep. But through night shift nights, our circadian rhythm gets confused and it ends up completely out of alignment. The more nights we do, the more out of line we get. We're exposing ourselves to light at the wrong time. We're moving at the wrong time. We're actually consuming food at the wrong time. So our circadian rhythm just has absolutely no idea where we're at. Hence the reason why we feel so awful. It can't line anything up. 
Now, what I want you to do is I want you to think about what it's like when you go on holiday and you travel across time zones and you go to a new country. Eventually, we realign. In simple terms, what about when we go through daylight saving? When the clock changes, only an hour, that can literally throw us out, all right? So imagine what it's like for a shift worker that's continually rotating and changing all the time. The circadian rhythm is totally out of whack. Now, one thing that is for sure and that will always build up regardless of what shift you're on is sleep pressure, right? But we push through and push through until we just can't anymore and then we go to sleep. Now, in normal circumstances, we then have the other two important factors in line with us as well. Number one, it's dark. There's a tick. And our circadian rhythm is in line. And there's another tick. But when we come out of nights, the sleep pressure builds and puts us to sleep. Now, that sleep pressure releases. And when it does, owing to our circadian rhythm being out of line, we actually wake up. And what's the first thing that we do? We open our eyes. Light. Ah. The body says, no more sleep pressure, no circadian rhythm to keep us asleep. Now we've got light. And even if it's just super low light, the body thinks, oh, it must be time to wake up. Let's get going. Right? Wrong. No. Go back to sleep. Shit. I need to go to the bathroom. Oh my God. What have I just done? I've just introduced movement as well. That is where we go wrong. No sleep pressure. No circadian rhythm to keep us asleep. Light. Now movement. And even worse, Sometimes we even get up and think, I'll just have something to eat. And there's another stimuli that keeps us awake. We've basically just told our body, it's time to get going. So here's a scenario that will really help you as a visual to this. And I was blown away. When you get this visual, it'll really make sense to you. I really want you to think of a mosh pit. And you are surfing. You're crowd surfing across the top of the mosh pit. That is you actually sleeping, right? That's you asleep. So you're surfing across the top. And the people that are actually holding you up are your sleep homeostat, which is your sleep pressure, and your circadian rhythm. Now, the circadian rhythm gets left behind as you're being passed across the top of the ground. And the next thing that actually occurs is, is your sleep homeostat actually runs out and drops you and you hit the floor. So the next thing that occurs is the house lights come on and that leaves you on the floor. And you can't possibly catch up. You can't get picked back up again because there's no circadian rhythm to put you back to sleep. And there's no sleep pressure because the lights come on and it scared them all away. They've gone. So that gives you a visual of exactly what it is that occurs. But if no light comes on, it doesn't scare the um, circadian rhythm off. And the circadian rhythm picks you back up. So this is the most important thing. No light, no movement, or reduce that as much as you can possibly reduce it. Now, what's the solution? Now, waking up is unavoidable. That's going to happen due to the misalignment and the sleep pressure gone. Avoiding light at all costs and try and avoid movement. Being aware is the most important thing. Just by be you being aware that it means your circadian rhythm is out of whack. If you lie there quietly in the dark, you'll probably find that the circadian rhythm will catch up and you'll go back to sleep. Knowing what is going on and what to do is what will help you. Wear a sleep mask to bed on those nights coming out of night shift. That way, if you wake up, opening your eyes will not allow any light. 
Now, these mantis leap masks that I recommend all the time are phenomenal for this. I've even been guilty of opening my eyes, reaching over to look at my phone and tapping the screen thinking, oh my God, my phone's not working at all. Only to remember that I'm actually wearing a sleep mask. That is literally how comfortable they are. They are absolutely fantastic. Now, if you lie there quietly and give your uh, circadian rhythm a chance to catch up, it will, as long as you don't provide the other stimuli. Now, learning a meditation practice of body scanning is also an excellent method to relax and wait for your circadian rhythm to catch up. Now, this is used in the military for high-pressure tactical teams to actually force themselves to go to sleep very quickly and sleep and then be able to wake up so that they can have these power naps. Another uh, strategy can also be to strip the bed clothes off and cool your body right down. Yep, that's right. Cool it, not rug up and warm it. Your body needs to be cool to sleep. Now, I personally, and also my partner Melissa, have found lately that when we wake up in the middle of the night, just by pushing the, the doona off the bed and laying there on top, you go back to sleep. You'll find that you'll be cold and you'll go back to sleep. As your body temperature lowers, you'll go back to sleep. And then, as you sort of stir later on and you're cold, you can just pull the doona back over you and you'll find that you'll, you'll stay asleep. It works. Trust me. It's really good. So sometimes we wake because we're too hot in bed, because we're lying still and the body heat just builds up to a stage where it wakes us up because our body responds to the heat. Okay. So that covers the, the shift workers. So please just try. Try the sleep mask. You'll find that it will work really well and try not to move. Just lie there. Or keep the sleep mask on, go to sleep. Don't introduce too many zeke keepers. Don't eat. If you've got to go to the bathroom in the dark, keep your sleep mask on. You'll find that that will make a difference. Okay, now what about our nine to fivers? Okay, let's take a look at this, if this is happening to you. You have no trouble falling asleep at bedtime, but then come 1am, you're wide awake and staring at the clock. It's this is called middle of the night insomnia, and it's goddamn frustrating. Now, I'm going to be referring to a blog that's written by Philip Chen, PhD, out of the Henry Ford Sleep Clinic in the USA. Now, Dr. Chen is a clinical psychologist and research scientist at the Sleep Disorder Center of the Henry Ford Health. So I just want to be clear that some of these notes are actually coming from there. Now, our expectation of sleeping in one single bout is actually only a relatively recent phenomenon that we actually have been dealing with. And let's just explain that. There's historical evidence from the late 17th century that shows that people used to sleep in two bouts standard with a period of wakefulness in the middle of the night. Now, before electricity was invented, activity was significantly limited after sunset. What could you do? There was no electricity, no power, no nothing. So people would just go to sleep. And the recommended sleep duration for healthy adults is between seven to nine hours. But without any electricity, people would actually be in the darkness for 10 to 15 hours, depending on the time of year. So there is a disconnect between how much sleep we need and how much darkness there actually is. But now that we've got access to light and electronic devices and TVs and, and computers and mobile phones, we've actually extended our waking hours and we've consolidated our, consolidated our sleep into one long bout because we're up at t until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. So therefore, we're sleeping in one lot. 
Now, there's a range of difficulties here, anything from shifting hormones to a snoring bed partner to a stressful day at work that can give rise to middle-of-the-night wake-up calls. Think about it. Now, you're sick and tired of tossing and turning and staring at the clock in the middle of the night, so let's go through some don'ts. Now, Dr. Chen recommends that you don't stay in bed. You might think you're spending more time in bed, and that will boost your odds of catching some extra shut-eye, but actually, the opposite is true. You can't will yourself to sleep just like you can't will yourself to be hungry. A better bet? Get up, go to a different room and do something that's calm and relaxing and then wait until you're sleepy again before returning to the bed. No, not grab your mobile phone and go out and scroll. That doesn't work. If you watch the clock, counting how many hours you've slept and how many more you've got until you need to wake up will only add to your stress. The more worked up you get, the more difficult it will be to fall back to sleep. Do not turn on your devices. Once you're up and out of bed, it can be tempting to watch YouTube videos on your phone or catch up with work emails. However, using electronic devices near your eyes, like phones or tablets or even laptops, can interfere with your body's natural clock, making sleep far more difficult. You've got to remember... You've got bright light in the darkness going straight into the retina of your eye, which is stimulating that hypothalamus to wake up. We don't want that. Now, work. Ideally, you don't want to do anything that reinforces middle-of-the-night wakefulness. This is really important because we can create a habit of doing this. We need to avoid work, any chores, any hobbies, anything like that that could serve as a reward for waking prematurely and becoming a habit. You will actually literally condition your body that if you wake up in the middle of the night and you do something, you will teach your body that this is what we do. So it will, you're rewarding it for waking you up and it will continually do that so that you can continually work. Now, what's also important is not to use caffeine late in the day. And the recommendation is up to six hours before you go to sleep. Now, caffeine helps you to wake up in the morning, but you need to avoid having it before, like at least six hours before you go to bed. Caffeine can actually linger in your system for a long, long time. Now, what happens is you may be a person that can have an espresso and go to sleep, and kudos to you. But the problem that you're going to have is it doesn't give you that deep sleep that you need because you can't. And once you understand how caffeine and adenosine works, you will understand exactly why you are not sleeping properly. The last thing you need to do as well is to use alcohol as a nightcap. Although alcohol can have a depressant effect and it can also make you feel really sleepy and go to sleep, it causes havoc on your sleep cycle. And when alcohol is metabolized in your system, it actually has an alerting effect that can lead to the middle of the night awakenings as well. Think about those nights where you've been out on the gas. You'll find that you've woken up at some stage during the middle of the night. Now, what sort of things can you do? Now, if you're going to do something at all, I would highly recommend that you get up and go into another room and in low light, just read a book, a really boring book. Don't read something that's going to stimulate you or make you think. Just read a really boring, mind-numbing book. Something that you don't have to think about, something that you don't really have to engage with, or even just an ordinary magazine, something like that. Now, you've got to remember, I am actually speaking to our nine-to-fivers here. I'm not talking to the shift workers with circadian misalignment, because you nine-to-fivers, you actually have a circadian alignment. So it's really important that you stick to a schedule. 
your body is actually going to function best when you maintain the same sleep and wake times within basically an hour, an hour and a half at the most. Think of the impact that daylight saving has on you and how it throws you out, and that's one hour. So if you're continually doing that, getting up early in the morning, Monday to Friday to go to work, and then on Saturday and Sunday, you're sleeping in until 9, 10 p.m., you've just made it a lot harder for Monday. Trust me, that's what the situation is. If you are a light sleeper, creating white noise can really help you as well. Just have a fan turning. The cooler air will help you to keep the room at a good um, temperature and also um, it just provides white noise which can really really help you to actually just um, stay asleep because your mind your subconscious mind gets used to that just normal um, consistent noise what we do tend to work wake up to is sudden noises so if you've got that um, sudden noises like dogs barking or um, you know, a car revving or something like that, that will wake us. Um, it can even be your um, heating kicking in or kicking out or something like that. That will wake you because it's a sudden noise. But if you've got a white noise going, it actually drowns those out and your brain gets used to that. So therefore you don't wake up. So the low continuous hum of a fan or even just a noise machine, you can actually put white news noise through your Google Home or your Alexa or whatever it is that you want to put it through. They work really, really well. The next thing that you need to do is to practice a stress reduction technique. Really, really important because it is common for us to wake up in the middle of the night and actually the brain starts ticking away. Now, I spoke before about meditation and the practice of being able to do a body scan. I highly recommend that people get hold of the Insight Timer app. And in the Insight Timer app are numerous meditations that you can actually use. And one of those is a body scan. And using the body scan and learning how to employ a body scan will help you enormously when it comes to putting yourself back to sleep. Trust me, it's really, really good. All right, so it's important that we get rid of stress because stress will wake us in the middle of the night as well. So practicing a meditation to wind down, having your good sleep hygiene to wind yourself down is really, really important. Practice deep breathing, breathing into your belly. Put one hand on your navel and one hand on your chest and breathe down into the hand on your navel. You will find that your breathing will be a lot deeper and then you will get to the stage where you will actually go back to sleep. Four seconds in, six seconds out, always through the nose. Makes a massive difference. The other thing that I will always talk about, and people that know me know that I'm huge on actually having a pen and paper by your bed and just jotting down those thoughts to get them out of your mind. Because one of the stresses that we do have is we are continually thinking and we're worried that we're going to forget them. You will find it is enormously beneficial to just literally write them down and then your mind goes to rest because it's gone. You know that it will be there in the morning and that's it. And I also highly suggest practicing gratitude as well to get rid of stress. Stop worrying about the negative, filter out that negative and let's get on about thinking about the positive. Really, really important. And if you are still really stressed out, seek help from a mental professional because it is really, really important. Sorry, a mental health professional. Just talking to a mental health professional can actually help you to sort through problems and give you strategies that will really help you with it. Okay, so that's the do's and don'ts for the nine to fivers as well. Now, what do you do if the above strategies are not working for you? 
Now, if the, these strategies only apply to someone that's having like a passing sleep disturbance, but if you're a person that is continually waking up every single night, all right, and the way that we work this out is we look at whether you need to see a doctor or don't. So consider the rule of threes, and this is it. Are you waking up three nights or more every week, right? This is not for the shift workers. This is for the normals, right? Are you waking up three nights or more every week? Does it take you longer than 30 minutes for you to go back to sleep? And have you been waking in the middle of the night for at least 30 days? And if you answer yes to those three, it might be time to see a sleep specialist. Together, you two can devise a plan to ensure that you get the sleep that you need. And a sleep health professional, someone such as Tom Coleman, could really help you with the strategies to help you to sleep. But make sure that you've ticked all the boxes above first and you make sure that you have everything in place because there's no magic medicine. Sleep medications don't give you proper sleep. I want to be very clear on that. I'm going to do a podcast on that in itself. But when you are taking sleep medications, you are actually not sleeping. You are knocked out, which is why you wake up tired. Okay, so that covers the sleep, all right? So for shift workers and also for our nine to fivers, what do you do when you wake up? You're now armed with the tools as to what to do. Now, what I would like to do too, I'd like to just quickly tell you about my one-to-one um, consultations that I'm actually doing. Now, if you are, have you got any questions around your shift work, your nutrition, your health, well-being, anything at all, I'm opened up to one-to-one consultations which go for an hour. And you can... When you complete the form, you can go into my bio on my Instagram or you can go to my website and there's a one-to-one consultations uh, link there. You can go to there and you can actually click on the link, complete the form, and you can fire the questions at me that you need answering. And what I will do is I will research and be ready so that when we have our one-to-one consultation for expediency, we can actually go through these really quickly. I can look at your unique shift work schedule. I can look at your unique lifestyle, your unique social life, and we can work through all those together. All right? So we can do that. Let's talk because... Even a one-hour, one-to-one consultation unique to you may be a game-changer for you forever, all right? So don't hesitate to do that. I'm getting such good feedback from these, from people. It's just been a game-changer. It gives you the opportunity to spell the miss, stop wasting money on rubbish that doesn't work, and actually strategize and plan ahead for you. Okay, that's the one-to-one coaching. So thank you so much. Um, If you're getting value out of this podcast, I beg you, please, can you rate and review it? I would really appreciate it. On Spotify, go to the main page, hit the three buttons, and it will give you an opportunity to rate it, and you can put the stars that you wish to to, um, rate it on. In relation to the Apple podcast, go to the main page, scroll all the way to the bottom, and you can actually give the podcast a rating and a review, write a review. And this is just so helpful for the reach of the podcast and I would really like to thank you for doing it if you do do that. It only takes you a minute but it means the absolute world to me for information that you're getting such as the podcast that I've just done. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you get notified whenever a new episode is released. It would also be ever so helpful if you could leave a rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. If you want to know more about me or work with me, you can go to ahealthyshift.com. I'll catch you on the next one.